Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on The Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 1120 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly, it's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. On today's episode, me, myself, and I, well, hang in there. This is what's coming up next. Me, myself, and I. Wow. Is that not the trinity of humanism? Self, self-aware, self-respect, self-esteem, self-help, self, self, self. And yet we are supposed to be dying to self. What the heck? We are getting mixed messages, folks. Don't you think? Uh, I think that's where narcissism comes in. I don't know. Hmm. What do you think? Here we go. Ready? So here's Peter. Let me kind of set the, the, the plot here. Peter is gun-ho about Jesus. And he says to Jesus, you are not going to have to die. I know you've talked about this, but you are not going to have to do what you just told us you were going to have to do. And Jesus doesn't look at Peter. He looks through him because he knows who he's being influenced by. And he says straight up, Get behind me, Satan. And then he goes on in verse 24 of Matthew 16, as it's recorded, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Dang, that is so freaking good, isn't it? It really does right there. It just cancels out every self thing there is out there. And I know it sounds ridiculous for me to even say those things, but I'm telling you, we wonder why we are so messed up in this world because we are all about self, self self-discovery, self-help, selfish. We're wondering why our world is decaying so fast because we are spreading the gospel of self. When Jesus said, you got to die to self. You got to take up your cross because that's what it looks like to follow after me. So here it is, me, myself, and I. Narcissism 101, the trinity of humanism. 
And again, we I know that this word gets tossed around a lot. Narcissism, narcissist. And we see it on very high levels with crime and just awful relationships and very, very toxic relationships, right? But then what about the subtleties of narcissism? What about the little things that we don't even realize we're doing and and walking in and we're all in some way contributing to this life of self and it gets nowhere. Once we realize that any kind of self-revolving agendas that fall under that controlling behavior, it's a way to control. It's a way to not get hurt. It's a way to temporarily satisfy something that can never truly be satisfied except by God himself. Here we are truly made in the image of God's love through Christ. And this triumphant victory of Christ is so crucial to remember over and over again as God's love in us and through us make sure that we do not consider ourselves greater than others. I mean, think of it like this. When you are walking in God's love, you don't even count someone who's taking advantage of you as though they're taking advantage of you because you were never doing it for them in the first place. You were doing it with the Lord. And when you're doing it with the Lord, no matter who tries to take advantage of you, they don't get the last word, but God's love does. And so guess what? At the end of the day, when you are doing things with the Lord, it doesn't matter what other people are doing to you or what they haven't done or what they were supposed to do or whatever it is. It's literally... I didn't do that for you. You benefited from my response to the goodness of God. And I could only respond to God in that way with his grace that abounds, that empowers me and enables me to live above and beyond what I can never live on my own. But here we go. Let's go back to this gospel of self. It's a monster that we're feeding It's insanity. It's caused more mental illness. It's caused more depression. It's caused more discoveries, but not discoveries in a good way. Discoveries of, oh, I can't go on because I had this trauma. I can't go on because every time I think about this or I smell that or I think of that, I get triggered to go and regress. And here Jesus is saying, I need you to die to self. That's the greatest rescue. The rescue of dying to self does not make sense. But here's why it's crucial. Because the world, every world religion knows how to die to self. It's part of the penance process. We like to whip ourselves into shape. This self-gospel is destroying people's lives. It is. And I I just, I, I don't have statistics. I don't have anything. All I know is from my own life, when I try to live the gospel of self, it's destructive. It's so destructive. It causes me to live beneath. 
When are we going to see that God is for us in the midst of the attacks? When are we going to see the opportunities for God to be seen in the midst of the opposition? When are we going to allow that when we die to self, we get to do something that no other world religion can ever do? They all know how to die, but none of them come alive in Christ. You guys, that's where it's at. The dying to self is the rescue to see that we get to come alive in Christ. Isn't that amazing? Let me give you some examples of narcissism in my own life. And I'm not talking about where it's been done to me, but how I've been how I've done it to others. And you don't even know you're doing it until God sovereignly and so lovingly awakens and corrects and says, I love you. You can't live like this anymore. So here I was, like any other wife who is so excited to be married. And I am married to see how my husband can satisfy me. My emotions, my my everything. And it was never about how can I live this life to make your life better, to be a blessing to you. It was about me. It was about how he didn't make me feel. It was about all of these insecurities that I wasn't willing to go to God about. And so I blamed those insecurities on the closest one to me. And that was my husband. And here I was going to him to satisfy things that only God could, that the burdens that I was placing on my husband was not meant for any human to bear. And here I was saying, well, I want to be the best wife to him because if I don't cheer for him, someone else will. Wait, so you can't cheer for your husband because he just should be cheered for? You're cheering for him because someone else might. Now that sounds like spite. That sounds like doing something out of the wrong agenda, out of the wrong motive. It doesn't mean you stop doing it. It means, wow, make me aware, God, to why I'm doing this so that I can correct it and now do this in response to you and your goodness. And when I do that, I know others will benefit. You see, I was doing the things within my marriage not to be a blessing to the Lord or to my husband, but to satisfy an insecurity in me that I would be the best wife in his eyes, no matter what others did to maybe flirt with him. But it wasn't about him. It was about, about me, myself, and I. It had nothing to do with being a blessing to God and to my husband. You guys, I have so many examples of this. It's really quite, it's not, I wouldn't say it's embarrassing, but it's just eye-opening. 
And it saddened me at one point to think I was actually destroying this man who I was getting this opportunity from God to build up and instead was constantly tearing him down with my own insecurities. And I didn't even realize I was doing this. I mean, my motives were so selfish, self-indulgent. Everything I did for him was not for him. It was for me. It was about how I needed to encourage him so that I could feel encouraged that I got to encourage him. What the freak? What is that? That's me, myself, and I. And it's just led me to go to 1 Corinthians 13 over and over and over again. But think about it. It, we can do this in every aspect of relationships from marriage to parenting to working with other colleagues to helping others in your community etc it's this unlearning to learn about Christ whose love is not about getting back at others or trying to satisfy something in self to make it feel better. It does it without making any records of wrongs. It does it just because it can. The beautiful reminder that in Christ... The reminder that in him is where the life in Christ is truly seen. It's that dying to self, picking up our cross, to follow after Jesus. That's the true rescue. It's the triumphant, victorious reminder of getting to live this life in a way That was always meant to be. When you have time, read Ephesians 2. I mean, the whole book of Ephesians is powerful. But it shows how by grace we've been saved through faith. And God has raised us up with Christ. And seated us with him. In the heavenly realms. In Christ. That's our true perspective. Is in Christ Jesus. You know. You want to know what I believe. Watch how I live. How I treat people. How I treat myself. How I see something as an opportunity. Or do I see it as an opposition. It's all revealed in what I do. So I can tell you till I'm blue in the face that I believe in God. But do my actions show it? Do my responses to the things in this life show it? And it's not to bring condemnation, but it's to highlight, wow, I didn't respond to God 
and his goodness. I responded to that situation and let it move me. And then I let it move me to where I moved others and got them all anxious. We can say all day long what we believe, but when the rubber meets the road, does our life reveal that true belief system? If I say I believe and trust God, my life will reveal it. Now, as I say this, we also get to realize that when we're aware of how we're living and if it's not lining up with what we say we believe, that's a victory in and of itself. Why? Because we can see where we get to grow and believe in the Lord even more. That's the beautiful part about all of this. But before I close today's program, I want to highlight one of my books, which is what this show is derived from. The book I released in March of 2020 is titled Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields, which you can find on Amazon as well as going to my link tree, which can also be found on my my website, Triumphant victoriousreminders.com and there's a tab on my website that will allow you to see all the books I've written and of course I would love for you to check them out yes but the greatest book I can recommend to you is the Bible the word of God if you don't have one will you let me know you can let me know by going to triumphantvictoriousreminders.com or my email at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. Contact me with your questions, prayers that you may have, or if you want to share a testimony of your own and what God has done in your life, again, email me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. And to find out more what triumphant Victorious Reminders is all about, again, go to triumphantvictoriousreminders.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into His likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. With Teresa and we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 1130 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may his blessings be upon you always.